This date with Kate has been brewing in my heart all month. There have been common themes that I have seen in the hospitality industry and in my own community and circles, different trends or conversations that have all led me to the question, how can we make people at our table feel more seen? If we're honest, we have all been at tables where we leave and we feel like we weren't even just surrounded by people feeling lonelier than ever. But on the contrary, hopefully, all of us have also left tables where we feel so filled and craving to be back in that space with them again. Because ultimately, we felt seen, we felt known, and we felt like we belonged. Now, if there's one thing that I want to say, it's that this could be a whole novel (laughs) of um, bullet points and questions and tips and resources, but today we are going to hone in on six ways uh, that you could make your guests feel seen and known at your table and in community. Welcome to Making Room, a podcast by Gather Intentional Living and Everyday Hospitality. Listen, we understand that the way that our culture often portrays hospitality is unattainable, and sometimes even just the thought of opening your door is crippling. Join us in the pursuit to bringing beauty, meaning, and celebration back to the everyday gathering. Go ahead, take your seat. We saved one just for you. So here's the situation. And there is a book that I am actually reading right now that dives into this a little further. It's called Bowling Alone. There is an epidemic in our culture. And if you've been around Gather, you know that I talk about this a lot, and it's the heartbeat behind everything we do. We are a culture that is more surrounded by people than ever before, yet lonelier than ever before. And so in order for us to really bring a resolve to this, bring a solution, um, we need to recognize that certain things need to change. Now, if we're honest, there are parts of hospitality that um, work really well. They're kind of like a well-oiled machine, right? Um, Different elements of food and design. There's always stuff to learn, but those things are pretty... um, standardized and successful, I guess you could call them, um, in terms of your, you know, the goal for the event. However, we can have all those things and be like, wow, why did I just leave that party feeling like I didn't connect to anyone? Or wow, why am I in my mid thirties and I don't feel like I have solid, uh, friendships and community around me. So the answer to that question is to start changing things and to start evaluating what, um, are we doing? Kind of like if you heard my episode from a few weeks ago, when I kept doing the same thing to my fiddle leaf tree and it continued to die. (laughs) And at one point I realized if I want to see fruit here, if I want to see health of this tree, or if I want to see health in my relationships, I need to in fact change something. So today I'm going to give you um, six ways that you could be intentional about making people feel seen at your table and in your community. Um, We can keep going on and on. I'm sure there'll be a 2.0 to come, but let's let's dive in. So um, a few weeks ago, I, again, this all kind of really was like magnified for me these last few weeks, but I was in conversation with someone and uh, the person was saying, oh yeah, I heard so-and-so is going through something. Um, I wonder how they're doing. And I don't know. I was like, oh, did you ask? Like, did you ask? And they were like, no, it's not my place. Now, this is not a judgment on this person at all. I don't mean this for mockery. If anything, It was so funny in that situation. I heard that person make that statement and it almost was like every time I've heard that in my life came flooding back. And I was like, wow, we as a culture say that, uh, we say that so much. I wonder how they're doing or they seem like they're having a hard time or I wonder if they heard back about their job. 
but we never actually move forward in action um, to check in on that person and to uh, to kind of see how you know see how they're doing, check in with them. So, what happens there is, say you're feeling that way, and as a culture, say that person is surrounded by twenty people and they all feel that way, and that person did get the job, or they are going through a hard time, or whatever, <laughs> all these different things we wonder about people, and nobody checks in. We have all been there, right? We can all think of a situation where we wish, wow, I wish that was seen. I wish that was celebrated. Um, or maybe subconsciously you thought that. But essentially the point that I'm trying to make is somebody has to be the person to go first and check in. Now, the caution that I want to put here is as we are asking questions. So when you a thought goes in your head, how is that person doing? I would think they're having a hard time. All of these things. My encouragement to you is to actually turn that into an action step where you are actively checking in on that person. But to jump back to the caution, the caution is to do this from a, um, of the standpoint of connection and, uh, not of gossip. Now there's a huge difference, right? I could think of people in my life where I know I'm like, okay, I know I'm being asked this question and it's going to travel through 50 other people, right? The ant that's the that's kind of the point of uh the question here. So you want to come to come to it with a place of um authenticity, telling yourself, I am asking this person for my knowledge only, for the sake of connection and uh, for the sake, yeah, for the sake of connection and care, not of gossip. Now, um, it's very trans- it's very evident when you're asking these types of questions to people. They feel safe or not. Um, I-, I think your intention, your motive comes through. And so um, I just wanted to kind of put that out there. Now, when a lot of people say it's not my place, um, I, again, I, you know, I'm making a few different points here, but if everybody says it's not your place, then that's how we end up so lonely, right? So I would say that if you have enough um, connection to this person to have a thought or you know a spark of interest, then it is your place, um, especially when gossip is not the goal, when it's connection. If we want to live in community, we have to realize that um, community is made up of a lot of people and different people play different roles in our lives. And so um, I just want to encourage you again to take those thoughts about um, people and their situations and turn them into action. The second they pop in your head, make a commitment to yourself to check in on them and that will help them feel seen in their celebration and their grieving um, and their goals and their dreams, all of those things. So next time you want to, you are tempted to say, it's not my place. Um, tell yourself that Katie says <laughs> that somebody has to go first um, to help kind of like eliminate this epidemic of loneliness. And that as long as you're moving forward with a motive of connection and not gossip, that it is, then it is in fact your place. Um, the second thing that I would love to talk about is something that I found myself doing. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. I just noticed that it was something that was happening that had an impact. Um, so I've said this before, I've moved a lot. That's come with a lot of like hardship for me, but it's also come with a lot of beauty. I've gotten to know a lot, a lot of people. Um, and so I was in two settings recently, my church and then a concert. 
two different towns, two areas of the state. And in both of these settings, I had walked past people a few times. We, we locked eyes. And you guys know what I'm talking about. You're like, do I know you? <laughs> but oftentimes we don't say anything. Now, I'm in a season of also trying to build my community. Okay, so I realized, okay, I know them. And for whatever reason, I know it's a friendly connection. It's not a bad one. So I want to stop and ask. So what this looked like is probably the second or the third time that I locked eyes with one happened to be a woman, one happened to be a, um, a guy. And I, I just stopped them and said, hey, how are you? I'm Katie. Um, this is my husband, Colby. I recognize you from somewhere. Do you, do you know where it is? And in both of these instances, they said, oh my gosh, you do too. I've been trying to think about it all morning. And in one of the situations, we were able to kind of like track back where we knew each other from. And it was from, I knew one of them from my teenage days. And actually the other guy, we couldn't pinpoint where we knew each other from. But what happened is now I see that guy and we have this familiarity and we have this connection instead of this disconnect and wonder. So what I would like to challenge you to do um, with kind of this in mind is as you are at the grocery store seeing the same person every Friday morning when you go grocery shopping and you always lock eyes, you know, um, romantic or not, you guys know what I'm talking about, (laughs) or um, you're in a setting and you're like, man, that person looks familiar. Do yourself a favor and build your community in that moment by stepping out and introducing yourself. Please know I feel like there are certain things that we've accepted as adults in our, yeah, just the way we look at relationship and community. That's not weird. That's not weird. These are the things that might feel uncomfortable, but they're actually the things that break down those lonely walls um, and spark connection. Because then what happens, guys? You you make the connection. Oh my gosh, I knew you from that situation. What a great memory. Or um, wasn't that awful or whatever. Now you have this renewed connection And you have something to actually build on. You can't build on a void. You can't build on distance. Um, But you can build on a bridge. Wow, that that just kind of came out of my mouth. That was a little bit powerful. But seriously, um, give yourself the permission to say, Hey, I see you here every week. My name's Katie. Um, I just wanted to I just wanted to say hi because we see each other here a lot. Um, What's your name? Um, Or hey, you look really familiar. Um, I you know where do I know you from? Okay, so. Um, approaching people in public, please know the next time that you want to tell yourself that's weird, even though your kids might tell you it is or whatever, um, it's not weird. You're building a bridge. Um, the third thing is extending unlikely invites. Now, um, I've talked about my blind friend dating. I have an episode on this, uh, quite, you know, the beginning of the show, I think was when it launched, um, I am really passionate about this because of just my own experiences with uh, loneliness and new community. When you are having a gathering, whether it is your most formal Christmas day um, dinner or whether it's a very casual barbecue in the summer, think of those people that are on your mind all the time, that you are wondering about all the time, that you see all the time and extend an invite. Now, my rule with this is um, the first time it is actually very likely that these new people will say no. 
um, because they likely haven't heard all the stuff that we're talking about and it may still feel a little bit uncomfortable to them. But I have a rule of three that I actually learned from a friend and you extend this invite three times and you are going to vow, we're going to vow together to not take it personally and very, very likely by the second or the third time they'll come around. Okay, so extending unlikely invites to people, everybody is looking for community. Nine out of 10 people, I don't know if that's actually factual, but a huge majority of adults are. And so by you taking the um, the first step, this you go first hospitality and extending an invite to someone that either you know, you don't really know yet, or is just this unlikely invite, um, is going to bridge that gap and, uh, spark new connection for you and for the other person involved. This fourth thing is something that I can get a little bit like, (laughs) oh, I don't know, teary, mad, every emotion all at once. I told a story, I don't remember what episode it was in, that I used to walk across my high school cafeteria with my head down. My chin was glued to my chest. I didn't want to see anyone. Um, There was kind of like this shame complex, honestly, just like an insecurity. And I remember I was reading a magazine and the magazine said, um, it was like a teenage magazine, probably 17. And it said, lift your head up, lift your head up and make eye contact with people as a way to form connection. Now, maybe, maybe this is just a New England thing. And New England is known to be a cold place relationally, a very distant place relationally, relationally. But maybe it's a nationwide. I'm sure we can all relate to it in some setting. Vow to be the first person to make eye contact. Now, sometimes I could be honest, I can get a little bit frustrated with this and Colby and I will be like walking on a trail or something and I like stop and look at a person not making eye contact with me and say hi to them. (laughs) But what I mean is when you're on the sidewalk, when you're at church, when you're shopping, keep your head up and make eye contact with people. Guys, let's be real with ourselves. I have been in some seasons and situations where I have been so sad or grieving or lonely, and you just want to feel like you're not alone. And even sometimes without words, eye contact does that. Now, um, there is nothing, oh man, there is nothing more damaging to a, a lonely person than going to somewhere like church or a gathering or wherever it is, and people are avoiding eye contact. So I'm, you know, I'm not going to switch on my social worker or psychology mode here, but can we just vow to do that? (laughs) Can we vow to be people that keep our heads up and make eye contact with smiles, with a little grin, with a little wave, whatever it means, doesn't even have to come with a conversation every time. Um, Be the person that locks eyes. Um, And guys, if we're in Connecticut, I have heard that the sphere of influence for one person, you influence 400 people. I think in a in a day, there's like a ripple effect. Tell me if I'm wrong, but I think I remember seeing that. I would love to see this like new wave spread across New England of just um, uh, intentionality and seeing people um, because there is so much more power there than I think we realize um, for, for both harm and good. So, so far we've gone through um, asking questions when people say it's not my place, um, extending unlikely invites, um, approaching people in public uh, with 
you know, comments like you look familiar, where do I know you from? Or I see you here often. Eye contact. And now I want to talk about when people are actually at your home and at your table. Um, this is one thing that I've become aware of in my own gatherings. Uh, you hear people say all the time, oh, I don't know anyone, or oh, they just stood off in the corner, or maybe you've been the person invited to a new gathering and you stand in the corner. As a host, or even as an attendee, wherever you find yourself, introduce people to one another. Now, it really helps if there's some kind of commonality, like, hey, um, you know, if I'm introducing, say, like my cousin and a friend of mine, you guys both work at this company. Do you guys know each other or you both share this interest? Um, if you cannot think of something or, you know, maybe they both travel to the same place, whatever. If you can't think of something that um, is shared, a shared interest, just introduce them by their relationship to you. So, hey, so-and-so, um, this is my first cousin um, and this is my best friend from college. I think you guys would really get along. Um, I know you guys don't know many people here, but I just wanted to make sure like to make that connection so you guys can hang out as I'm like getting food ready or whatever. Um, introducing people to each other shows them that you want them to feel connected, whether, you know, even if it's like I said, with you removed, like that last example I gave, I'm going to be in the kitchen cooking, but I want you guys to connect. It helps them to bridge that. Um, I, I think the word bridge is really like my word for this episode, but it bridges that gap of disconnect that we so often see at gatherings. So a very simple introduction, stand there with people for a few minutes while they get to talking, um, give a little bit of your input. And then as things take off, which they usually do, honestly, then you can remove yourself. And wouldn't it be great if you went to the next person and made another introduction? Um, so, so, so powerful. Now, the last uh, tip I'm going to give for today is added personalization personalization <laughs> in the details. Now, this one is not as, um, how do I want to say it? Like forward, uh, like forward with relationship and connection, but it makes people at least feel seen and expected. So I don't think that this should be your only takeaway from this episode, but I think that it should be an addition to other things that we learned. So what I mean by added personalization is I remember one year I was learning um, like word lettering. I just got one of those books off of Amazon and I was teaching myself how to word letter. And I had, um, I think it was my family and a few friends over and literally, I'm not kidding, on a piece of just like cardstock that I had, I wrote their names in word, you know, like word lettering, cursive, whatever. And I had a piece of ribbon and I tied it to the base of every um, like wine glass that I had. And it was so amazing to me. I was really just having fun because I wanted to be crafty. They lit up looking for their names and they were like, oh, this is so cute. And I don't intend to toot my own horn with any of this, but just to show you, I've seen firsthand um, that this makes people feel expected and seen. Or when you're at a wedding and you're looking for your name, right? How hard would it be if your name wasn't there? But when it's there, you're like, oh, I was expected. I'm known. I, I belong here. They, I'm wanted here. Even though those things might not be said, that's the subconscious message that's being sent um, through all of us. So other ideas, we have the um, name on the base of like a stem, like a full stem wine glass, whatever. Um, you could do little, uh, place cards, place settings. I, 
um, think I've shared this before, but I got pieces of marble, very, very small. They're probably like one inch by three inch, something like that. And with a dry erase marker, um, I write people's names on it and it's so stunning. And I use them over and over again. Um, actually I wasn't going to say this, but to be totally transparent, it was leftover from like a remodel project and it's like gorgeous marble. And so I use those, um, at play settings. And then, um, I'm trying to think of other ways, little like, uh, napkin rings. You could see like personalization on that with chiffon ribbon, anything that shows people, uh, you were on my guest list. I'm so glad you're here. And, um, this is yours. This is for you. So these are just a few tips. Dates with Kate are typically going to be short with just a little punch of information or inspiration uh, to complement all the other rich, um, fun conversations that we're having with our guests. But this one in particular, guys, um, makes me feel all the feels. <laughs> it, really, it, it really does because I, I think we underestimate the power of um, the little things. I think we see the you know, the sweeping storm of loneliness. And we're like, this is going, this is such a deep rooted pro- uh, problem. And while it is, these little things build up and it starts with a yes. And it starts with um, taking the decisions that we make every day and making them just a little bit more intentional. It starts with going first. It starts with rewriting the very things that Um, We have been told that in some ways have um, prolonged the problem. And so I really believe, guys, that through these things, through um, believing that it is in fact your place, that by extending unlikely invites, by approaching people in public that are familiar to you, by eye contact, by introducing people to one another, and by adding personalization, we can make people feel more known and more seen in our communities and at our